Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. Well, this morning, I want to share for just a few moments. We're, we're coming to a conclusion on our, our, our series we've been on, Where Now? Where Now? And it's, all been, it's all been about vision and, and ta- having a vision from God. And vision gets you to your destination is what we're going to talk about this morning. Vision gets you to your destination. First thing I want you to know, vision begins with desire. If you don't have a desire for God and for what God has and what God may, may want to do in your life, you're not going to have much vision. So we want to pick up in uh, 1 Chronicles 28 and verse 2. I want you to see David. David had a desire to do something. And he said, David rose to his feet and said, my brother and my people, it was my desire to build a temple where the Ark of the Lord's covenant, covenant, God's footstool, could rest permanently. I made the necessary preparations for building it. So you see David, he's in his house, he's thinking about this, and he's saying, hey, why am I living in a palace and God's living in a box or in a, in a, in a, in a tent? That's not, he said, he's saying, that's not right. David said, I desire to build a temple for God that God could permanently dwell in and to honor God. He's, he, as he sits in his palace. And when the, see, he had a burden to honor God. When I say burden, I mean that in a good way. I mean that a burden is something that's heavy on your heart. And it was on David's heart. He wanted to build a, a, a house for God. See, and we'll talk about this in just a few moments, but about the burden and passion, we'll talk about those in a few moments. But he, as he wanted to build this house for God, when you have a burden, when you have a burden from God, you know what? It requires you to act upon it. It requires you to act upon it, okay? So we're go- we're, we, we are not going to have a vision from some, for, we're not going to have a vision for something you don't have a desire for. You won't have a vision for something you don't have a desire for. We must always live out God's vision, not our vision. A lot of times people will say, well, my vision is this. Well, my thing is, what was God's vision? What is God's vision in this? You know, I, I had a... Uh, I have to look at this, and it, uh, there was a guy years ago, his name was Des Evans, and he, pa- he went to a church in uh, Texas that had very few people. It had been a major split. It used to be a huge church, and when he went to that church, he began to pray and ask God, God, what was your vision for this church? What, did, what was your original vision for here? And as he prayed about it, God spoke to his heart and he gave him the vision that was in the heart of God, not in the heart of man, but it was in the heart of God. And he felt, he knew it was from God. He got his elders together. They began to pray and seek God. And through a number of things in just a few years, that church grew back to where it was but he, because he found the heart of God in that. We must find the heart of God in the vision that he has for us. So church, we have to have that vision. We must, we must always live out God's vision, not our vision. David explains that, that he wants to build a temple, but God said no to him. Now look at verse 3. It says, but God said to me, you must not build a temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed blood. So David was, God says, because you're a warrior, there's blood on your hands, you can't build an altar for me. God tells David, he, Solomon, his son, will build the temple. Look at verse 5. And he says, and from among my sons, the Lord has given me many. He has chosen Solomon to succeed me on the throne of Israel and to rule over the Lord's people. See, David is saying, okay, isn't that amazing? He has all these sons and Solomon's not even the oldest. The oldest is one that's supposed to become king following his dad. But here, God says he's chosen Solomon. And David tells the people to follow all the commandments of the Lord. Look at this in verse 8. He says, so now, 
with God as, our, our, as God is our witness, and in the sight of all Israel, the Lord's, Lord's assembly, I give you this charge. Be careful to obey all the commandments of the Lord your God, so that you may continue to prosper, uh, possess the good land, and leave it to your children as a permanent inheritance. See, church, David, David said, you've got to follow God. And when God gives you your vision, uh, puts a vision in your heart, how many know you have to follow that vision? If it's, if, it's, if it's not motivating you to do something, then you know what? You don't have much of a vision. Vision keeps you moving forward in what God has for you. See, God, see, knowing no God, if we, no God, no vision. No God, no vision. If, God, if you know God, he'll give you a vision. Amen? He'll give you this. You can't get God's vision if you don't have a relationship with Christ. You've you got to be in relationship with Christ to be able to get a vision from God. If you're not in relationship with Christ, there's no better time to do it than today. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. But you can't know God's vision if you don't know God. You got to know God. See, going down to verse 9 and 10, look what, what, look what David continues. And Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and will, will and willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. So take this serious. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. In that portion of scripture, there's several things that we need to understand and know that what David says to uh, Solomon and what we need to listen to too. He, first thing he said, know the Lord intimately. It's not just to know about him. It's about having relationship with him. And the only way you can have relationship with him and know him intimately, church, is through the word of God. You can't come to know God intimately and have that, that relationship with God without his word. Because this is, what, this is what reveals Christ to us. It, tells, it lets us understand his heart. It lets us understand his grace and the mercy that he gives to us. And we've got to understand, knowing that we've got to know the Lord intimately if we're going to fulfill the vision that God has for us. To get us to the destination. Worship, he said, then he says, worship him with your whole heart and willing mind. In other words, not, don't be half-hearted in your worship to him. And how many know worship is not just singing on a Sunday morning? We're supposed to be offering our lives up as an act of worship to God. That's what the word of God says. That's our reasonable act of worship. That's nothing supernatural or anything. That's just what's reasonable. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We were created to worship God. We were created to live our lives unto God. We were created to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've got to do that. We've got to, we've got to know, worship him with your whole heart and willing mind. Be open to God to speak to you. Be open for God to speak to you. You know, church, a lot of times we rush in in prayer and we throw up our, our, our wish list to God, but we don't sit and listen to God. We don't sit and meditate on his word. We don't take time to just slow down and say, God, what do you want to say now? Sometimes we as Pentecostals, sometimes it goes, we think praying in tongues is, is doing a lot, but we won't even quit in tongues sometimes, just sit still. In, a, in our pace of life, where things have been going, it's hard to find that time. But you know what? It would be the best thing you did if you can just take time and sit down. Just sit down and rest in God and allow God to speak to you, okay? 
Understand, understand that God searches your heart. Know that God searches your heart. How do you know God knows everything about you already? You, nothing's hidden. All your junk, he already knows. He already knows. He knew that. He knew all that junk before you ever came to know him. Yeah, he knows the junk you forgot. That's true. But he's right. He's right there. He already knows. He, he searches your heart. He wants our heart to be pure. Amen. He wants us to be people of integrity. He wants our life to shine for his glory and for his honor. He says, understand that God searches your heart. Then one of the things he talks about in that scripture we just read, seek him, you will find him. How many know God's not hiding today? You know, if anybody's hiding, it was always man. Remember in the garden? They hid. God, God came looking for him. And God, you may be hiding this morning, but I want to tell you something. God's looking for you. God's looking for you. And he's going to send the spirit of God after you one way or another. Because he loves you that much that he, he would do that for you. See, church, don't forsake him. The last thing David said, don't forsake him. Don't turn your back on God. If you want to get to the destination that God has for you, don't turn your back on God. Amen? See, see, when God gives the vision, it doesn't die with us. It doesn't die with us. The vision is alive. See, God gives vision, God given vision carries over to the next generation. You say, what are you talking about there? See, David passed the vision that the Spirit of God gave him to, to his son Solomon to build the temple. That's, that was David's vision, but go back, it was actually God that laid that on his heart. And then God even gave David all the measurements and stuff, how it's supposed to be built. Now, get this. Let, let me bring it into an illustration for you. Back in uh, six, about six years ago, we were over in Mexico, and we've been building a lot of churches over there. As we're building a lot of churches in Mexico, uh, we, the Rodriguez family, which we've become very close with, uh, they owned a, b properties all over the place. And the, most of the churches we built, they donated the, the land to the uh, Assemblies of God that we can build churches on. And we built 14 churches over the last, what, 10 years down there in a Bible school. In a Bible school. Now think about this. The Bible school, back, uh, uh, Guillermo Rodriguez is, used to be the... Uh, General Secretary of the Assemblies of God over all of Mexico. So he's in the office and general counsel office in Mexico City. He lives in Chetumal, and he pastors a church there. His fan, he was, as he was going through documents one day, old documents, he came across the letter from his, from his dad and another man who had a vision about a Bible school being built in Chetumal, which was back in 1957. That was the year I was born, Okay. 1957, and they, they saw that document, and we, and we heard the story, and I, I, I saw it, and, everything, and it just blew me away. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God hit me and says, we need to build that Bible school. We need to build that Bible school. I came back to the church here and to the elders and said, listen, this is what God's laid on my heart and everything. I said, we, we, need, to, we need to build the Bible school. They said, well, what do you want to do, Pastor? And I said, can we just... Uh, Let's start with uh, $250,000 for over a five-year period. Last year, we, we paid all that off. We, we've, every year, we paid that off and gave it to them. And that now we have a Bible school. Uh, uh, do we have that? Just, they're going to bring up a picture here in a moment. Uh, whenever you get it, just give me a thumbs up there. But see, that's, the vision doesn't die with you. The vision doesn't die with us. 
See, when God, a God-given vision, we, we, you can pass that on to your kids. Amen? Pass it on to them. See, what is God's vision for your life? What is God's vision for your life? I know as a church, our vision is to love people to life, and that's part of your vision. But what is, the, what is God asking you to do? What is your vision this morning? What is something you are passionate about? What, is, what, are, what are the things that you are burdened for? See, there's a difference between being passionate and being burdened. There's a difference. This is, let me give, share you the differences. Burden is this, bearing a heavy load is heavy on my heart. And that's not in a bad sense. It's something that you feel God wants you to do, and it's there. Now, it's, passion is showing or caused by strong feeling or strong belief. See, passion, passion can be personal, but burden becomes missional. You can either, you can have passion. I can have passion all day and do nothing. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, I'm but if there's a burden in your heart that God's put there, it's missional. You've got to do something. You've got to do something. Take a look. Take a look. There's, a, there's the Bible school. We've got, got the lights on. That should, that should be exciting for you, huh? Yes. I mean, we, hey, get this. Have you, have you got the other? Bring the one. Uh, we're not even done with it. We're still working on it. But their student, they're already using it there. There's over 30. They have 36 students already in the Bible school. I mean, it's awesome. But, hey, you got that video, Justin? Pastor Justin? Listen, watch this video real quick. Because this is a, the churches that we've been building in Africa. We just, this week, last week, the one was dedicated that we built. This week, this Sunday, today, another one was uh, uh, finished, and they're dedicating that today. So take a look at this, and I'll come right back to the message, because this is part of it anyhow. Hey, Wayne Derry here from the Plan International. We want to say hello to you, Tower Hill Church. Right now, I'm in the third building that you have built. We're up on Loita Hill, where you built, uh, next week, you'll build another church. And uh, we're just really, really excited. It has been raining. The weather has been terrible. Uh, we couldn't even get up the hill uh, with the uh, big truck. And we had to use a tractor to get up here. It took two days instead of five hours. And it's just been very hard. Matter of fact, we're up here now and it's raining. We've actually had to cut the service short so that we don't get stuck up here uh, and having to sleep in our truck. But I have your picture frame here. The people here, they're so excited. They're just so uh, celebratory of what's been happening and going on in this church building. And we got your picture here. And every single Sunday, they are going to be praying for you. And so uh, they're going to be believing God, that God would bless you. And so I want to say a huge thank you, Pastor Gary, the staff, the team there, and the church for your extreme generosity. And what you have done out here has been absolutely amazing. And so we just want to tell you that we love you, but they wanted to say thank you. So we taught them to say, Ashe uh, Oling, Tower Hill Church, okay? So let's see how it goes. Are you ready? Man, they're so excited, and uh, we are excited to, to partner together to see this happen. Yeah, I'm out here, but I can't do it without you. You're sending me out here to be able to do this. And so I just want to say, Asheoling, and that we love you very much. God bless.
Good stuff. Good stuff. See, that, that all started with a vision that God laid on his heart to start that ministry. And then it touched our lives. We said, we want to be involved in that. And now, that, now we have four churches that we have built in Kenya for the Maasai tribe. That's awesome. See, that's God fulfilling a vision. Amen? That's God fulfilling a vision. Passion can be personal, I said, but also a burden that becomes missional. Let me give you an example of that. Becky Woodman. Becky Woodman and Jen O'Grady came to me almost 21 years ago. And Becky wanted, she said, we want to start a homeschool ministry. I never had a homeschool ministry in the church. My wife homeschooled, but I had never been in the thing. And I asked her, I said, are you, 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 she was passionate about it, but she had a burden. Because you know why I know she had a burden? Because she was willing, when I asked her this question, she said, we need to start that. I said, are you willing to start it? She said, absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. And as you, that started almost 21 years ago. And you know, here's the thing. Today, they're one of the largest homeschool networks in the Northeast. They've grown and touching families all over the place around here and doing that ministry. Becky's no longer running it. She, she turned it over, and uh, uh, Michelle Cavanaugh is now running the homeschool ministry. But she had to do something. Becky had to do something. She just couldn't sit back and let it go. That's what, when you have a burden, it, it goes beyond passion. It means you've you got to have action to what you're doing. Because if you're not moving and doing something, you're not, you're not going to reach a destination just sitting still. See, if God gives you a vision to where he wants you to go, don't be concerned what others think about it. Do what God has called you to do. If you do that, you not only will reach your destination, but your life will influence others. Your life will influence others. You, you know, and I, I, one of the things a lot of people say, well, what, how do I get a vision? What, what did I do to get a vision? I'm going to tell you this. Your vision will a lot of times be birthed out of a deep burden that you have in your heart. That God's laid there. Visions come from God, not us. We can, we can put a planning session together and plan things, but that does, that's not a vision. But a vision is down in the deep. That you, it's something you're motivated to do. It's like the, a lot of times people think, well, my, I, I, I'm a just a, maybe a stay-home mom. Hey, if God has directed you in that direction and you're to be home with your children, you're to be there to teach them and train them and be there with them and your husband's in agreement with you, whatever, you guys do it. You know what? Follow that. Be the, let that be your vision right now. Because not everybody has this spiritual vision, but God works through your, through your giftings and callings and, time and things that God puts in your spirit. So you, if, you, if you can be, if you're not just passionate, but you're saying, I've got a burden in my heart. Something's got to be done. But don't always look for somebody else to do it for you. A lot of times, oh, I have a burden to do this, Pastor. Well, you want to do it? No, I can't do it. Well, I guess you don't have that big of a burden for it then. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I see that all the time. How about the mechanic working on cars? Maybe he, he feels in his heart God saying, just go work on these cars and help these people out and do this. Maybe you can donate your time, whatever. He's fulfilling what God wants him to do if that's where God's gifted him. You talk about pastors, you know, as, as a pastor, you know, I, I've seen this happen. Church, the one church, will have, the church will have this vision. They get a new pastor and all of a sudden the vision changes. Get another pastor, the vision changes. I didn't know God was schizophrenic like that. I always thought God would know what he was. 
But that's the way a lot of people do. But God's vision is God's vision. And see, as, as God gave me my vision many years ago, I, I, want to, I want to be able to say, as the Apostle Paul said, I was faithful to the vision from heaven. I was obedient to the vision from heaven. And I want, I want God's vision for our, for our church. And, what God, and I believe we do have that in how God's leading us. College students. I mean, what, I mean, maybe you're on campus and you say, what can I do? And God's put something in your heart just to be able to do something like serve coffee or something. Do, do water, but you do it and you fulfill God's purpose for at that point in time. How many know vision without faith and walking it out doesn't work? It doesn't work. So listen, he said, so to get there, he said, I, I believe we got to look at these things. Be strong and work hard. Remember, that's one that David said to Solomon twice that. that. He said, look at this, uh, verse 20, 20. Then David continued, be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. He will see to it that all the work related to the temple of the Lord is finished correctly. Seven important things that, he, that we have here that David had instructed Solomon and as he was talking to him. First, be strong. Be strong. How many are being strong is not physically strong? He's talking about being emotionally and spiritually strong. And to be as emotionally and spiritually strong, there's only one way to do that, and that's through the Word of God and getting into His presence and spending time in prayer right. and spending time letting God speak to your heart. Give time to let God do a mighty work in your life. Give time that God can speak to you and give you directions from his throne room. And you can walk out in faith and in power and the anointing to fulfill the call and the vision of God upon your life. I remember when I first got called into ministry. I mean, I would, I, I would spend hours after hours in my office on the floor just praying, God, help me to be the man of God you want me to be. Daily, I just get before God and say, God, I need you. I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do with it. God, would you help me? And, I, it, it just, and still today, I just still I say, God, help me not to mess it up. I'm going to just hear your voice, hear what you want to do. Because, God, I want to be obedient to the vision. And, I, and, I, and through, through prayer and through the word, you grow stronger and stronger. Amen? He said, be courageous. Be courageous. In other words, when the enemy tries to come in, don't back down. Somebody comes in and starts to say, hey, no, you shouldn't be doing it. Well, don't back down. Don't let the lies of the enemy deceive you and bring you off of the vision that God has for you. You go back into the book of Nehemiah, you find out when they were rebuilding the walls. Remember how Sam Ballard and his guys tried to get Nehemiah to come down and meet with them? You don't come down off that wall. You keep working. You keep doing what God's called you to do. And God will give you a plan to defeat the enemy. I believe that with all of my heart, church. Be courageous. Do the work. Do the work. How many of us, we've been, God's created us to do good works. Amen? Amen? Good works. Do the work that God has put it before you to do. Be willing to work hard at it. Give everything you have toward it. Walk with God. Don't be afraid, he says. Don't be discouraged. A lot of times we don't see results real quick. We say, boy. Where are you at, God? Or we get a word from the Lord or we get a vision from God and we say, okay, we think it's supposed to happen tomorrow. The Bible school was in somebody's heart 63 years ago. 
And now it's come to the past. Vision sometimes, you don't always arrive real quick, but I tell you, if you stay on the path of the vision that God has given you, you'll get to the destination he has for you. He, because understand this. Then one of the couple of last things that he told David, David told Solomon, God is with us. He won't fail or forsake us. God is with us. How many know God is with you this morning? You were born again, child of God. The spirit of God came to live in you the moment you got born again. And he is Emmanuel, God with us. He is in you and he can empower you and he can give you the strength, the energy, the courage to walk out and do what he's called you to do. So listen, God is with us. And lastly, he will see that it is finished correctly. He'll see that you, you get it all done. But you've got to be willing to trust him. If you trust him and walk with him and submit your life unto him, I want to tell you, you'll reach the destination. I'm talking about a God-given vision. Does God have a vision for everybody? I believe he does. I know he does. You might be a businessman, and God's laid something on your heart to do about business folks and how you can reach those men and other people in that minute, in that area. Take a step of faith and begin to walk out that, that burden that's on your heart. That burden that God's laid there about maybe reaching, reaching out across the street to your neighbor and reaching out to the, to the community. Follow that and let God lead you. For God wants us to be obedient to his vision. Amen? God wants us to be obedient to his vision. So be strong. Be courageous. Do not work. Do the work. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. God is with us, and he will complete the work. He will complete the work, church, if we'll be willing to listen to his voice. Father, I thank you this morning for your grace and your mercy and your goodness to us, O oh God. Thank you, Father, that we can just look to you this morning, God, knowing, God, that you are the one who gives vision, O oh God. And, Father, as you give us vision, God, you also empower us to begin to go and do the ministry that you have for us, oh, God, to do. Father, I thank you for that. I thank you, Jesus. Father, and there may be people that they have a vision for what you want for them, but it's been, they, haven't, they haven't seen the results. And maybe they're weary and they're tired and say, well, maybe that's never going to happen. Father, let them just be obedient to you right now. God, to keep that vision that you've placed in their heart alive. God, my vision is to just see more and more people come into the kingdom. That's what it's about. God, that's your vision. You came to seek and to save that which is lost. And that's what the assignment that you have given to the church, to go and make disciples of all nations. Father, I just pray, God, that we would run with your vision for our lives. How, how a stay-at-home mom can have influence as she walks in her vision over her children over her household, and maybe other, other friends that she may have. Father, the, the mechanic, as he fixes a widow's car, he felt like that's what you've laid on his heart to do, and he does it, God. Great is his reward. Father, you might be a carpenter, and God's laid on your heart to say, I need to do something for someone. I need to build a handicap ramp for someone. 
and you just say on your heart, and you just go do it. That's, that's, that's walking out the vision. If you have a burden down in your spirit about something, and you have, it's kind of passionate, but you really have the burden. A burden doesn't leave. If it's truly a burden for God, it's going to be there until it's fulfilled. So let God, let God just bring, birth that in you today. Let God just birth that in you that you can begin to live out the vision that God has for you. Father, I just thank you this morning. Thank you, Father, for this time we've had together. God, and I just ask, Lord, would you just touch your people this morning? Father, I ask it in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that this message encouraged and inspired you in your journey with Christ. For more information, you can visit our website at th.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tower Hill NH. To give online, you can go to th.church/giving. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.